This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Thank you, Pastor Sias, for the opportunity. And I greet you all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. When I came in this morning, I was told it's your birthday. But they told me not to tell you that they will sing for you. So I want to confess before I preach today that I knew the surprise. Uh, Today, I want us to judge Thomas. I hear some echo. I want us to judge Thomas today. Um, And I hope we have judges in this room because we will be busy judging Thomas. Uh, Are you ready to judge Thomas? Are you ready to judge Thomas? We need to judge him. He's he's a bad guy. Um, He's a very bad guy and he needs us to judge him. So we will read from the Gospel of John, chapter 20. And we will read from verse 24. Then we start the judgment day. Can we go back again to verse 24? Now Thomas called the twins, one of the twelve, was with them when Jesus came. The other disciples, therefore, said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into his side, into his side, I will not believe. After eight days, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors then shut, and he stood in the midst and said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here, and look at my hand, and reach your hand here, and put it, in my, put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. But blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we pray this morning as we talk about your word, as we meditate on it. We pray, Lord, that you may help us understand it. But, Lord, we pray also that you may help us to do your will. As we bring your word this morning, Lord, we pray that we may receive it. And we pray that we may obey it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, to 
today I want us to judge Thomas. I've been judging Thomas the whole week, and I want you to help me judge Thomas. Before we judge Thomas, I want us to understand that resurrection for the disciples of Jesus Christ was different. Resurrection was different. The way we understand resurrection today is different from the way they understood it. We understand it by faith. They saw everything. Jesus told them that I will die. Jesus told them he prepared them that I will die. But on the third day, I will rise again. But on their mind, they have seen people dying. But what they saw on the cross, what they saw on the cross was different. That is, that is where they said, this man will never rise again. Because they saw something they didn't expect. Especially something which is done to a person who claims to be God. That's why the Bible says, after that, they ran away. They went to hide because they were afraid. They were hopeless. And they were saying into, into their hearts, yes, he told us that he will rise again, but we don't think he will rise again. So their understanding of resurrection is different from our, our, our understanding. They saw the whole thing, and they ran, they went to hide, they saw everything from the beginning to the end. We only receive it by faith. We say it happened. We believe it happened by faith. But for them, they saw it. And even Thomas, the person we are judging today, was part of the crew. He saw that. And in his heart and in his mind, he said, this man told us. This man told us that he will rise again. But after what we have seen today, he will never rise again. So that is where we start by judging Thomas. We start by saying, Thomas saw everything. And it was difficult for him, not only for him, but also for other disciples. It was difficult for them to, to believe that a man who is killed like this will ever rise again. Even though Jesus told them that I will rise again, but what, after what they saw, they said, mm -mm, mm -mm, he will never rise again. He will never rise again. So there was that tension. There was that tension. And when Mary and the sister went to the grave, even themselves, Mary was the mother of Jesus, according to scripture. But when we read, what happened on the road, we can see that even Mary was doubting that Jesus will, will, will rise again. Because the Bible says they went into a tomb to wash the body. They didn't expect to, to find Jesus. Not, they didn't expect to, find, to see resurrection. But even though she knew that Jesus will resurrect. But when they went into the grave, and it was on the, it was on the third day, but they didn't expect that Jesus would not be there. So Thomas, 
before we judge Thomas, he was dealing with that unbelief that I saw everything happening. And we must understand that people are different. That's the first thing you must understand in this life, that people are different. People are created different. They are different. We will never be the same. That's why you can never replace someone else because we are all different. So when Jesus came, he showed himself to, to the other disciples, other apostles, and unfortunately, Thomas was not there. So when Thomas came back, they had seen Jesus, they had seen Jesus, and they are telling him, imagine you have seen Jesus being crucified, and you are thinking, no, this man will never rise again. And you come in into the room, and people are saying to you, we have seen him. And Thomas says, what? Are you sure? And they say, yes, we have seen Jesus. He is alive. And Thomas says, never, until I touch him, then I will believe. Remember, when Jesus came, Thomas was not there. When Thomas came, Jesus was not there. So they were only telling him what they saw. So Thomas said, mm, he needs to come back. Let him come back to, to me. Then I will believe. Now, the scripture is very interesting. The Bible says, on the eighth day, Jesus came in and the doors were shut. So, you know, Jesus is amazing. You shut the doors, mm, he's inside. You go, and, uh, you go and hide yourself, he's there. You run away from him, he's there. You go close, you, you close, you close, the, he's, not, he's not like a thief. You know, with thieves, you just set on your alarm, you close your doors and you think you're safe. With Jesus, you're not safe. Wherever you go, he's there. You're not safe. You can run, you can hide, you can go anywhere, he's, he's just there. He knows the alarm code. He knows everything. He can just enter. And this was the situation. Doors were closed. Why the doors were closed? Because they were afraid. Remember, people were mocking at them. They were saying, where is your Jesus now? They were saying, we told you, where is your Jesus now? So he came in and he said, peace be with you. And that day, Thomas was there. That day Thomas was there. And Jesus said, peace be with you. When Thomas came back, this is serious. When Thomas came back, they told him that Jesus is alive. And he said, until I touch him, I will not believe. And nobody had a cell phone to call Jesus. So nobody has, you know, Jesus did not have WhatsApp. So nobody said to Jesus, Thomas is here right now and he doesn't believe. He says he, he will believe when he touches you. No, it was not the case. But Jesus came in and said, peace be with you. Thomas, touch me. Who told Jesus? Who told Jesus? 
When Thomas told the, the other disciples, I want to touch him, Jesus was not there. But when, we, when he came, he said, peace be with you. The first thing you need, you need peace. Then he said, Thomas, come and touch me. Who told Jesus? It simply means, even when the disciples thought that Jesus had left, Jesus was still there. So Jesus had Thomas. He was not told. He had Thomas. And all of us here, all of us here, we come to a point where we feel alone, where we feel like Jesus has left us, yet Jesus is still alive. We come to that point where we feel so lonely, where, where we feel like we are alone, where we feel like the Spirit of God is not close to us, where we feel like even our prayers don't reach heaven. But the truth of the matter is Jesus will never leave your side. Wherever you go, wherever you are, Jesus will never leave your side. And Jesus comes and says, peace be with you, Thomas, come here, touch. You want to touch? Touch. Let's go back now, let's go back. You are telling somebody, Pastor Sias is back from Sabbaticus. Imagine yourself, imagine yourself, you're telling somebody, you have just seen Pastor Sears coming into the office, and you, you go out, you start, tell, you start telling people, yo, Pastor Sears is back. Pastor Sears is back from, the, from Sabbaticus, and people say, no, he's not back. No, he's back. No, he's not back. No, he's back. No, he's, he's not back. That is what happened when Thomas didn't want to believe the disciples. They were saying, listen, Jesus is alive. And you were saying, no, until I touch him. No, no, until I touch him. No, Jesus is alive. No, until I, I, I touch him. So even the disciples were so mad, were so annoyed that we are telling him that Jesus is alive. He doesn't believe us. Do you understand me? Do you get me? Even the disciples were like, oh, this guy, let, leave him, leave him. But when Jesus came, hear this. When Jesus came, he said, peace be with you. Thomas, they are angry, with, they are angry at you because you don't understand. Come here, touch. Hello? They don't believe you because you, you are slow. They don't want to understand you because you are a slow thinker. But me, I understand you. Come here, touch. You want to touch? Touch. And he said, Thomas, do you now believe? And Thomas said, answered, my Lord and my God. Go and research this. Check among the disciples who have called Jesus, my Lord, my Lord. You will see only Thomas. Go and research it. Just check among the disciples, the Petrus, the Tohan, and all other guys who call Jesus, my Lord and my God. Jesus understood that 
Thomas is slow. I said, I said in the beginning, I said, people are different. People are different. You must understand that. People are, and they can only be understood when we go down to their level. People are not stupid because they don't understand you. Maybe the problem is with you. You don't want to go down to their level. So Jesus, because he's Jesus, he realized that I'm dealing with somebody else here. He believed on the touch. And he said, Thomas, come and touch me. And he said, but Thomas, up your game. He said, Thomas, up your game. Because blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. But that was after he went down to his level. And he said, Thomas, come and touch me. Thomas, do you believe now? But remember, Thomas, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. My cousin has a, has a daughter. She's very stubborn. She's six years this year. So my aunt will go to, to their room and say, we are going to church. Everybody, we are going to church. And her name is Zama. And Zama would say, no, I'm not going. My aunt would be very angry. And Zama would say, no, I'm not going. I'm not going to church. She would be angry. She would be shouting all over. Then I will go to Zama. At church, we have three doors, three entrances three doors. And I'll say, Zama, when we reach church, which door do you want us to use? And she would say, uh, let's use the back door. And say, get ready. And then she would go and bath and went because she wants to be in control. She wants to be in control. I want her to get to, get to church. They also want, want her to get to church. But we have to go to, to her level so that she can go to church. And that is difficult for many of us here. To understand people and to go where they are. So I'll say, Zama, which door do you want to use? And then she'll, back, back door. And then, who cares? We're going to church. Back door, front door. It doesn't matter. I want her to go to church. Who cares? Then when we, they will start running to, to my car and I have to ask her again. You know, I have to ask. If I want her to sit at the back, I would say, Zama, you want to lose, use the, the left back door or the right back door? Because if, if I say, Zama, get, get in, uh, sit at the back, you would say, no, I want to sit in front. So I have to be ahead. <laughs> Do you understand? I have to be ahead because that option is not here. The front seat is not an option. The only option she has is the back right door or the back left door. But still, I want her to feel as if she's in control. So she'll say, yeah, no, I'm taking the right back. Who cares? It's one car. Get in. We're going to church. 
It's only one car, same car. Get in. We're going to church. Back door or front door, who cares? We're going into church. I go down to her level. I don't call her stupid. I don't call her useless. But I go to her level and say, Zama, if you want the, the front door, you can enter the front door. But remember, church is church. Whether you come from the front or the back, church is church. And church is important to you. That is what Jesus did. He said, you want to touch? Come touch, Thomas. But remember, blessed are those who sleep. Even in the car, I say, Zama, you know, you see, we are in the same car. We are all going to church. We are happy. Whether you use the back door, the what door, it doesn't matter. But we are happy. We are going to church. Going down to people's level. God is so patient with us. And we have to be patient with one another. When you go into the shop and you see that lady who's at the counter running very slow, be patient. It's so, it's so disappointing to find a Christian fighting in the shop. I want a manager. I want a what, what? Can you give me a manager? Can you what, what? Can you work what? Can you? It's so disappointing to find Christians causing drama into shop because they don't want to be like their Jesus. They are Jesus who, who will go down and understand people. Your Jesus will never shout at people because they are slow. But your Jesus will go down. Your Jesus will say to that lady in the counter, you know, my sister, if we have long lines like this, we should try to be quick because you will lose your job. Jesus will do that. Jesus will say, you should try. You should try to be quick because people are in a hurry. They are, they are rushing someone. Jesus will not say, I want a manager. I want to see the manager. I want to see the manager. I want to see the manager. What if the manager comes and he or she fires that lady? Will you be happy? Will that satisfy you? Will that make you a better Christian? Remember, we are not all about destroying, but we are about building. We are not about destroying. If you are a Christian and you feel happy when you destroy people, then think again. You know, when you see that, that driving school car driving so slowly in front of you, you try to, you come back. You try, you come back. And you say, I'm rushing, I'm rushing, I'm late. Remember, you started there. You were also Elena. You were also Elena. You're not better than anyone. You were also like, like them. Be patient. You know, be patient. There is one thing I have learned in life. I try by all means. I try by all means to make my problems my problems. Do you understand? Make my problems my problems. If there is traffic on the entry, 
and you are late for the airport, it's your problem. It's your problem. You can't shout at us. It's your problem. And I also have a problem with, with, with people who always think when there is a mistake, they will say, I bet that's a white man driving that car. And when a car goes like this, white people will say, I bet that's, that's a black person driving that car. We are all different. We have black people who are intelligent. I know many. We have black people who are slow. I know many. We have white people who are intelligent. I know many. We have white people who are slow. I know many. People are not slow because of their race color. They are slow because they are people. People are not intelligent because of their color. They are intelligent because they are people. It's a gift from God. But God expects us to go down. When you find somebody who's, who, is, who is a slow learner, go down and take them up. When you have a child who is slower than others, don't start co co comparing her or him. You know, many children, they are hurt in their homes because it's always competition. It's always competition. Cynthia is better than Florence because it's your child. It's your child. If Cynthia is slow, that's your problem because Cynthia is your child. If Florence is slow, that's, that's your child. It's your problem. You can't make somebody feel bad. You know, it's, it's, it's a bad spirit. It's a bad spirit to judge people on what they cannot change. Go down to their level, like Jesus Christ. Do you want to touch me? Touch me. But Thomas, up your game. Even those who are married, I have had many, 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 many people. A husband will call his wife stupid, useless, because of the understanding. I mean, if you call your wife stupid, it's you who proposed. If you, if you call your wife stupid, I mean, it's you who proposed. What did you see in the first place? But we are, we are different. We are different. And do you know what? If you are slow, Jesus understands it. Jesus understands it. If you are, you are like Thomas, Jesus understands it. He will go into your level and say, touch me. Do you want to touch me? Touch me. But we should be like God. The problem we have as, as the church of God, 
is that we want God to, to do great things in our lives, yes, yet we don't have any space in our hearts to do great things for other people. Our relationship with God, it goes like this. But our relationship with God should go like this and like this. We receive and we give. We receive from God. We receive wisdom from God. We receive revelation from God. That is why I'm here in, in front of you preaching to you to, today. I didn't say, oh, thank you, God, for this message. Can I sleep now? But I said, let me go and share. Let me go and share with people. And Jesus expects us to do that. Everywhere you go, remember, people are different. And they are not bad people because they are different from you. They are not stupid because they are different from you. They are not bad because they don't understand you. But ask yourself, did you go into their level? Lower your standards. Lower your standards so that people will understand you. And if you don't do that, I'm telling you, every Sunday, every Sunday, you will be praying the sinner's prayer because we have shouted to people, all week long. Every Sunday you will be saying, Lord, forgive me. I remember what I did. Lord, forgive me. Because you don't have patience. You don't give people a chance. You don't go into, into their level. You will always apologize, apologize, apologize. Remember, people are different. They are created like that. You cannot change them. You just need to understand them and go into them. I'm the missions director from African Enterprise. And I give instructions to the team when they are in the mission. So I will stand and say, okay, guys, we are getting ready. Half past, half past eight, we're going. And that's eight o'clock. Half past eight, we're going. Get ready, get ready. And five past eight, Somebody would come back and say, they call me Mfundisi. Mfundisi, when are we going? And then I'll be like, no, half past eight. And then after five minutes, somebody else would come. Mfundisi, when are we going? They even change their tone. And then I'll say, no, half past eight. And the next five minutes, Mfundisi, when are we going? I say, half past eight. Please go, go and tell others half past eight. angry now. Are you okay, Mfundisi? <laughs> then I will feel bad. But do you know what is the problem? I didn't go down to their level. Just because I'm told once and I understand, it doesn't mean that everybody is like that. I should understand that. So I try by all means, I write it down, put it on the wall, and uh, all the trouble, write it on the WhatsApp group, and uh, I, 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 I do everything, everything, so that even those who are very slow can, can understand. Going down to where people are, 
and taken back with you. That is what Jesus did. Jesus didn't say, Thomas, get out. Go to the Pharisees. You don't understand. I want to stay with those who understand. And you know, that, that, if you want people who understand around you, if you want people who think like you, if you want people who, who, who are brilliant to surround you, and all those who are not brilliant, you say, no, go, let's, let's picture this. We are, we are about to pray now. Let's, let's picture this. One writer said, if wisdom is the gift from God, then even stupidity is the gift from God. If wisdom is the gift from God, then stupidity, because people don't choose. I don't know if you chose. I don't know if you chose your brain, if you went to heaven and they said that, brains, 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 they're intelligent, they're smart. We didn't choose it. We, ju we were just born with it. But imagine this in this world. You have all the slow people. I don't want to call people stupid. You have all those who are slow in that corner. And you have the intelligent people in that corner. Imagine what will happen. We will never achieve anything. That is why we are mixed. We are mixed together. We are mixed. When you have a friend who is slow, just say, thank you, Lord, because I'm here to compliment this friend. If you have a friend who is very slow, don't shout, but say, Lord, this is ministry. Do you know the greatest ministry in this life is to understand people? That is why Pastor Sears is, is, has stayed here for 25 years, because he understands people. If you don't understand people, you know he will, if, 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 if we can ask him to write a book, if God can say to Pastor Sears, Pastor Sears, write a book, each one of them, then I will take you. Be honest. You will be amazed what Pastor Sears will write about you. Because when you go to Pastor Sears, you think you're great, you know everything, you think you, you're sharp. But his evaluation will be different. Because what you tell yourself might not be what you see in him. When you think you're all great, you know everything, you're all that, we might see, mm, mm, but. Give people a chance. In life, give people a chance. Give your children a chance. Give them the equal chance. Give your wife a chance. Give your husband a chance. Give people a chance. Give even the car guys a chance. Give your maids, if you have a maid at home, give your maids a chance. Don't be like God to, a maid, to your maids. You're not God to anyone. Give people a chance, man. If they don't understand, find ways to make them understand. Don't rest until they understand. That is what Jesus did. He said, I will not rest until Thomas understands. Don't rest until they understand. Let us stand on our feet as we pray. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. 
go to www.chevronline.tv to download and share.